0: Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. You know, there can be no doubt if you're a believer, if you've studied the Bible or have been reading the Bible for any length of time that we are living in what the Bible refers to as the last days, but what truly does that mean? I mean, are we headed for a crisis worse than COVID? What can Christians do to prevent a total collapse? And seeking answers to these and other important questions, Bible scholar David Heron turned to the Old Testament book of Hosea, which describes ancient Israel as a land bearing many resemblances to America today. David's been on our program a couple times discussing end time topics over the last couple of years, and his books, folks, they lay out clear road signs for believers to survive and thrive in these last days. David spent the better part of the last 17, 18 years studying the Bible and other other references, and his most recent book is What the Bible Has to Say About the United States of America. The Old Testament Speaks to Americans Today, where David takes us on a a fascinating exploration in the book of Hosea and draws striking parallels between ancient Israel and modern-day America. Help me welcome back to the program, David And David, it is so good to have you back on the program today. I appreciate it, man.
2: Well, Bob, thank you for inviting me. It's, it's been good every time. So, my, my recollection is no good, but I think we've had good time together. Amen. Amen. Well, for the benefit of
1: those that may be new to this program and have not heard our prior conversations, I don't understand why they wouldn't go listen to the archives. But just in case, can you tell us in your own words, who is
2: David Heron? Well, I started out, my dad was a sports writer with the New York Times. Mm-hmm. And he always said, whatever you do, do not become a sports writer. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next sentence out of his mouth, well, he would be correcting my grammar. He'd be correcting this. So he was actually training me in the language at the same time as he was saying, well, stay away. Got to college, sophomore year, uh, sports editors at the college paper, because would, would you like to be join us, be the sports editor? Um uh, Actually, it was was the the news editor said, would you like to be the sports editor? So I was. Went from there, um, invented something called Tendex, which was a rating system for college and professional basketball players and teams, which became actually used in all of the world's uh, biggest professional leagues, including the NBA. Mm -hmm. But then when I retired, it was a different world. I thought, well, you know, now I'm retired. Uh, I was a Christian and, you know, active in my church. But my wife was actually, she was she was the one. She was the uh, director of Christian education at two big churches. And that was a paid position. And I was a teacher, so I was her underling. Uh, she was actually in a ministry. I was just teaching a little bit. But then <laughs> one day I sat down. I was reading the book of Isaiah. I got to 6-8, where Isaiah overhears the Lord. Having this conversation with himself, being being the triune God, and he's saying, "Well, well whom should we send who will go for us?" Uh, they needed somebody to do something. And, and Isaiah is there. He's, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing this because I, I just know it had to be awesome. And Isaiah finally comes out and says, "Here am I, send me." You know, I'm sure it was really timid, but they kind of patted him on the head and said, "Yeah, yeah, okay." <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden, Isaiah becomes. Well, the greatest prophet of the Bible, as far as the volume is concerned, yeah, um, me and Jeremiah probably had the biggest volume of prophecy in the Bible, <laughs> and I'm reading his prophecy. Um, actually, it wasn't the next day, uh, but um, I, I am reading Isaiah's prophecy sometime later, and I get to that. You know, I get, I get, I, I did the same. I prayed this. I prayed that prayer. I'm stumbling around now. Anyway, after praying that prayer, I did not become a prophet. But I did the next day, as I read through the rest of Isaiah, begin understanding prophecy as I had never before. Uh, and it's a lot of it is dual about more than one thing. All of it is perfect. It, none of it has ever not come true. As far as the predictional prophecy, there's other prophecies too. Um, but the prediction of prophecies always come true because the, the Holy Spirit, he's infallible. So I'm reading through the prophets. I get to Hosea and I'm reading along and, you know, it's interesting, Israel's sinning and blah, blah, blah. And, and they're doing all this evil and God is not happy about it. And then I all of a sudden I realized, hey, this is exactly what's happening in the United States of America. Wow. Uh, if, you, if you don't mind me, I can just re- review them. Um, 12 chapters about this. Mm -hmm. I got the summations from the chapters of Hosea. Uh, The best chapter is chapter 8, which is about God's love. It's interjected right right in the highlight place of the the book. Uh, But (laughs) the other things, chapter 1, Gomer is is the the name of the person who was involved. That's Hosea's wife who was unfaithful. And it was a question of money or morality because she loved money. She loved, you know, rich stuff. So she compromised her morality for the sake of money. Well, we're doing that yeah. all the time in yeah. all facets of American life. Amen. Even the medicine, yeah. which really disturbed me about how, the, you know, selling chemo like it's really something great. And it actually killed my wife. Um, and it's just expensive. They love that because it's a pharmaceutical expensive. They get a lot of money at it. The whole culture is corrupted by this money versus around thing. Okay, go fast. The second one is lawlessness. And we have really become one time a great law abiding nation. We have really become one, uh, at least at the highest levels of this land. It's just scoffing at all the laws and trying to become dictators, trying to do this and just say, well, I said, this. you can't do that. You can't, you know, we have become a lawless, Nation, um, and true. up oh, until true. now, people, some people have complained about it. But nobody really done anything about it. They said, "Well, okay, we, we'll wear the mask because we have to." Well, no, you don't. It's bad for your immune system. Why wear the mask? Anyway, next one. Next one was humanism, mm. and that is basically putting people in the place of God. Well, what do we do now with our young men and women? What are they teaching them? Well, you can, you can, you can make up your own truths. Make up your own truth. If it's true, true, it must be true. You don't have to believe in God. Make up your own truth. That's right. Well, what kind of, yeah. (laughs) What kind of God? That makes you God. You know, that's what humanism is. That makes you God because you're making up your own this. I can do this. Mm -hmm. I think it was Shirley MacLaine said, I am God. Uh, George Soros, who really basically heads the Democratic Party, has said, I am God. Uh, This is really bad. Uh, The next one, I label liberalism, but <laughs> I actually wrote this a few years back, and it's gotten a lot worse than just liberalism. Now we're into Marxism, uh, and it's really a serious problem in the United States. Globalism, that's basically saying, well, your country isn't worth very much, but we'll, we'll do the world, you know, be the world. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what happens then? But we found out from the very beginning that <laughs> globalism winds up with – Evil world yeah, rulers. And this exactly. goes all back to the Caesars. It's, it's, it's an evil. And it's prevalent now, not just in the United States, but in the world. And we are going to see, according to the prophecies of the Bible, we are going to see a world government. And it's not going to be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, he's good and he'll take care of it. But exactly. that's coming. Um, life versus convenience. The Old Testament, that was where they, they, took the, they took the babies out and sacrificed them to these demons on these altars. Well, now we don't even take them out. We just kill them in the womb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they do come out alive, well, we just let them die right there on the table. It is really a serious, serious. In fact, this might be the worst of all, yeah. because He's God, um, it's, human life is precious to him. He created it. He, he, he loves people. And he doesn't want us just, especially harmless, helpless babies. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah. And it's been proven by photography that the uh, unborn infant in the womb is is very very sensitive to certain things. And if you put some abortive of poison in there, it, it, it's 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 really pathetic to watch. Yeah. Um, it's it's really a bad bad thing. Maybe the worst. I agree. Uh, I agree. Chapter seven is the new age, which is um, just about every religion other than Christianity. I don't want to go into details. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have the God's love chapter, which I love and cunning commerce. How we cheat in our, in our dealings, um, our business dealings, sexual license. Whoa, boy. <laughs> God says, well, man and woman, and that's it. And, and you got to be married. You got to be, oh, boy, have we gone far from that? We have Mm, I don't have I don't have to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, Environmentalism—that one's subtle, mm-hmm. you know. Because now we have the thing. What's well, going to happen? We have global warming. We got global cooling, or whatever. You come to us, give us money, and we'll take care of it. Yeah, like yeah, you're going to really mm-hmm. take care of global warming. Um, <laughs> anyway, God's 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 ultimate. Now, I'll mention this because this is such a, a clear evidence of God's perfect justice. Global warming—they're going to find out what it is. Oh, when they're down there. Yeah. And it's gonna be very, very, very hot. Um and that's very clear in the Bible. And that that's basically the summation. Yeah. But um it's happening here and it's really disturbing.
1: So why why did you why were you led to write this book, What the Bible has to say about the USA, the old testament speaks to Americans today. Why why this book For this time,
2: well, I'd say two things. One is that I think um, I think most Americans have have a sense now of of some some problems that are going on. Maybe different degrees of 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 recognition, but I really think it's something that we in the United States ought to know, grasp a hold of, deal with individually, pray about. Uh, and uh, I think I think right now, if if we can deal with this, according to God's word, which is revival, which is repentance and turning back to him and, and pleading for his forgiveness, then he will take care of it because he always does when, when people repent and turn back to him. Um, but the ones who don't, well, they wind up outside of the ark. <laughs> and yeah, you know that yeah. wasn't a good place to be yeah. so yeah i I think this is important for for especially for christians in the united states to be thinking about not just vaguely vaguely aware of and say well i'm pro-life well but it goes much deeper than that yeah i agree i agree out of all these
1: things that you just discussed and shared with us which of these issues seem to be the most prevalent one right now?
2: What, what's the one that just
1: jumps out that you see like every night on the news?
2: Well, they're, they're all prevalent, but the, the, the issues that are, are really the most important you will never see on TV news because these people are Marxists and they've declared themselves to be socialists, which maybe they're either Marxists or they're Nazis. No, no, they're not Nazis. So well, then they're Marxists. And they will never report on something that's on their side. So you won't get it on TV at all. So it's not a question of what will you see on TV, but but what what will they not be showing you? You know, mm-hmm. like they didn't show you the twenty-four assassination attempts of of President Trump. They didn't. Sh- they, they don't. They won't show you anything that they they that part of their bargain. Um Not that they all wanted to assassinate the president, but they didn't want you to know about that because it was it was their side. It was the left side of the you know, that was doing these evil things. They don't want you to know how evil they are. Um, but I'd say, I think the worst is really, I'm, I'm thinking of God's perspective now. I think it's really um, the pro-life thing. Um, I, I I think that based on what I've read, that is the thing that really, you know, that touches him. Mm. And so I think that's the one that should touch us because of all of everything, baby, married, murdering and babies, oh, I mean, come mm. on. Yeah. Uh, even even the Israelites waited until they were at least born, um, and then pretending that they're well—they're not really human. They're just blah blah blah. Well, <laughs> and then they start selling the body parts. Mm-hmm. Compounded, it. yeah. And it's just one evil after piling up on top of another for the sake of money, mm-hmm. uh, and mostly money. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. So combined, pro life and and money. I think it's probably the two.
1: I mean, are are there, is there a succession of these things you talk about? I mean, is it, you know, where it just, they started doing this and then it proceeded to this and then it proceeded to this. And (laughs) is there, is there anything when, when you're studying the book of Hosea, was there anything like that that you see?
2: I I, I just, I, I never really, well, I know when, the pro-life issue started, and it was it was recent. It was only about it was what seventy three or 73, yeah. I think. Um, but I, I never really did that. I just read through the book and put them in order as they were in the book. I mean, I mean, in in, in in the book of Hosea, and put them in that order when I wrote it. And I did notice that the the chapter about God's love, which is chapter eight, fits right in in the pocket where. Um, you are taught as a writer, as an author, well, put your primary theme two-thirds of the way through the book, and that's exactly where that God's love chapter is. So in spite of all this, you still love, God still loves us. He doesn't hate us. He still loves us. He wants us to repent, and it's, it's more, for him, more for ourselves than for him because oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he wants us in heaven with him. He doesn't want us in the other place. Yeah. And yeah. so many people now are headed for the other place. And yeah. at one time this was a Christian nation. It is no yeah. longer anywhere near right. exactly. a Christian nation. Yeah. And yeah. this is a terrible, a terrible thing because this, this was a great nation, but it's not anymore. Yeah, amen. I know
1: before I've shared on teachings and, and things like that that you know if you look back, you had the uh the the love generation of the '60s, right? If it feels good, do it, <laughs> and that led to a lot of uh, unwanted pregnancies. It was going to get in that. that led to the abortions, which led to. I mean, I, I, I look back at that point in time and, and say, if the churches would have stood up and said, "This is completely wrong," and you know, put a stop to it using their collective power at that point in time to stop any politician pushing this stuff things would be completely different today, but they let it go. They compromise their values and and that kind of opened the door to everything we see today. I remember back when uh, it was not too many years ago, it was what, the nineteen late 1990s, I guess, when uh, the gay rights thing, they say, okay, well, we'll give you civil unions. That way, you know, because the big thing was, you know, the person that I care the most about is dying in the hospital and they won't let me in because I'm not a registered family member type thing. Remember all that? And that kind of okay, well we'll let you do that. And it a lot of ministry people that were were in tune with God say, once you open this door, it's not gonna stop. And here we are today. It's gone way beyond the civil okay. union thing. Now it's like, oh I'm a I'm I was born a male, but I'm really a female.
2: And it, you know, I'm, I'm, really not, a, I'm not
1: really male a, or female. I'm just me. L P
2: T Q X Y Z. Exactly. So, I don't know. I, I don't have. I don't keep track of that.
1: Yeah.
2: And we had a we had a, a recent president who was in a who was in a one of those um, mixed marriages, and a lot of people don't realize it. But 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 but. The wife came right out and said, "Well, I have one of these male members." And she, "Would yeah. you do?" I said, "Oh yeah," <laughs> and she so she showed it to somebody on stage. So it's oh, wow. not it's not unknown. It's not it's not a secret. And I'm not making it up. Yeah. I'm not going to mention who it is, but yeah. but every single one of the past three, um, I'm going to say it. Democratic presidents have had serious sexual problems. Yeah. Bill Clinton I was a, an accused rapist by more than one woman.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. Obama. Um, well you know he's (laughs) the one I was just describing daughters are not there at all and um, very recently there was this I saw this story with this little girl who was talking about what Joe Biden did to her and she said well I I didn't know what to do Um, we have at the very top serious problems we have have these evil men and it's not and and it's not just in one party uh, but I'm just singling them out right. because they happen to be the three that fit that description that I was mm-hmm. talking about, mm-hmm. um, you know, the pedophile all of them. But, I never mind. Anyway, that, Amen. that just Amen. that just typifies the evil. It's right yeah. at the very top.
1: Yep.
2: We have people who are who are not faithful to the Lord, and we have not had many of those. It's like yeah.
1: exactly.
2: Ronald Reagan was, <laughs> and he, yes. he changed he, the USSR. Caved yeah, because yeah. of Ronald Reagan Amen. calling a name, the oh. but but there haven't been any.
1: Yeah,
2: And in your studies for
1: this book, did you see anything that would allow us to break this pattern of succession?
2: Um, yeah, it's basically basically the repentance and revival. Um, to 7, Chron- Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Amen. But the problem is, we haven't got pretty very far along the first four things. Exactly. First of all, yeah. most Christians don't want to even humble themselves. Um, and then then praying about this, no, nah, I don't think I'll pray about that. You know, I have other things I might pray about, or I might not. But we don't get very far. Yeah. Toward repentance and revival. We we never get to the the thing about turning from our wicked ways. In fact, when I hear that verse quoted, (laughs) I'd say at least 50% of the time, they leave that out. Yeah. They'll say if you humble themselves and pray and seek your face, then will I hear from heaven and forgive? No, they won't even say forgive their sin, then will I hear from heaven heaven and forgive you and heal the land. They they leave out the part about sin and repentance. And those are the most important two.
1: Amen. Amen. Uh, What would be, what would need to be accomplished to restore biblical morality and God ordained constitutional liberty in the United States and avoid all these things that are being talked about in the book of Hosea?
2: Well, there is something going on right now that I've been praying about a lot, and it's called the Convention of States. Mm. There is in the United States con- Constitution of all kinds of great stuff. I mean, our founders, they were Christians. I don't care what you taught in public school. They were Christians. So Benjamin Franklin was a Christian, not, not a, not a deist. Thomas Jefferson was a Christian. In fact, his best friend was John Adams. They had all kinds of Christian conversation. And George Washington was a Christian who had, who prayed two hours every day. These were not, these, these were Christians. They were not deists, mm-hmm. and again, that gets back to the revising the the history textbooks and for for schools, public schools. But now, um, now I'm, I'm something away. back just what was the question? I was getting to it, but I'm, I'm losing it. <laughs> <Not a problem. laughs> but
1: what can we do to avoid these things being discussed in Hosea?
2: Okay, well, that would be it. That would be that would be it. Um, repenting according to 2 Chronicles 7.14. Um, that would be exactly it. And, of course, that's not the only place in the Bible, but that's a really good one because it says A, B, C, um, you know, do these things, A, B, C, D, and then God will do these things, these three things. Now, that's why that, that is probably the best uh, place where but it runs yeah. through the Bible um, where mm-hmm. over and over again the people sin and God um doesn't forgive them until they seek him and the israelites yeah. did that they would they would sin and go they'd go to babylon then they'd repent and yeah. god would bring yeah. them back and this did they over yeah. and over, over. again yeah. um so god's people <laughs> it's not it's not new and we yeah. when we shouldn't just kick ourselves to death over because god's people have been wandering from him for 3,000, well, mm. at least 3,000 years. More than
1: that, yeah. Uh, in your book, you mentioned one positive theme in Hosea. What is that? and How does it relate to the Book of Songs?
2: Um, it, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn to that. Okay. That's the Chaz, chapter eight. Let's see if I can find it. Here's the one on government types. That, that's a good one. And yeah, The types of government. Uh, democracy is one of the lowest ones, and we are not a democracy. We're a republic. Let's see, chapter 8. I guess I better go to the content and go from there. (laughs) Here it is. Okay, coming up. This is it. Chapter 8. I called it Adma and Zeboiim, God's love from A to Z. Mm. When Israel was a child, I loved him. and Out of Egypt, I called my son. And then I, I got, I went through all, all the stuff about um, evidences of God's love, the things He did. Um, okay, here's one. Here's a little section. I like these where I've, I've starred these things. Um, the healthy relationship with God. We love Him because He first loved us, we trust Him with all our hearts. That's Proverbs. Well, that's in a lot of places. We keep his commandments. We pray persistently talking to him. Um, And the the Bible really has all kinds of suggestions about what we can do to be closer to God, expressing our love. And I'm at a church where where the worship is just, it's really great. Uh, But unfortunately, a lot of churches have died. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the pastors are not even Christians. And they do not believe. 2 Corinthians 5, 21, mm-hmm. uh, he became sin for us who knew no sin, so that yeah. we could become the righteousness of God in him. They don't believe that. Right. Um, and 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 they're pastoring. So yeah. nobody's going to get born again in a church where where there's no gospel presentation.
1: Yeah. That's right. Um
2: that's right. We we need to reform from the very top. And God is even doing, <laughs> He's He's such a good God. A lot of churches. <laughs> Who had who had pastors that were not Christians and were not teaching have, have died, yeah. and they died during the yeah. COVID thing, which was yeah. designed for political purposes, but it had nothing to do with that. But God made use of it, and what happened was some of these churches died, a lot of their members went other places, and they're getting saved, born yeah. again in these other churches. And I, I, God loves Amen. us; He wants us right. to. Amen. Amen. This is
1: also interesting. Your book. How can someone
2: receive a copy of a book? Is, is it on Amazon? Amazon. Um, I, I have I have a website. The reason, the reason I well, it's it's um, either one Amazon and also um, practically any place that there's that a bookseller now, they, they will buy they will get a book on order. So you can you don't have to get it at Amazon. You could get it any place where they sell okay. books. They would just order it for you. Amazon would be faster. In fact, Amazon is faster than my website. That's why I'm backing <laughs> up on that. But, but but my website has some good stuff in it. If I can, yeah. it's yeah. um. What what is it? It's you know that's the wrong website. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, before we're done here, I'll will I'll. Uh, I'll I don't. I don't remember things like websites. I have to write everything down. I have um, But the, got it at my is, at my, my other place. I got, got it over there. But, but Amazon, Amazon okay. is good.
1: All right. If someone reached out to you, you know, wanted to reach out, ask a question, get in touch with you, maybe do an interview like this. How can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you?
2: Okay, I, I'll give you my email address. That's that's okay. the best way to communicate personally with me. Okay. Uh, it's Enoch, that's E-N-O-C-H, mm-hmm. seven, that's the number seven, at Comcast.net. And I, I get, <laughs> I do get a lot of email uh, that I have to delete, oh, but yeah. that's the best way to communicate with me because I don't, I, uh, except for my closest friends, I don't want to give out my phone number.
1: Yeah, I but, agree. but yeah, you can
2: personally get in touch with me by that. That, okay. that email and, address. Uh,
1: and I'll get your website. We'll post that as well. I'll put all those links down in the show notes. Okay, good. Um, I got it over there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Amen. Folks, as we've been saying, Jesus is coming soon. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you just have, you just heard a small portion of what David Heron has been discussing in his latest book, what the Bible has to say about the USA. The Old Testament speaks to America's today. I urge you to go down into the show notes, click the links right there, order your copy right now today. Get this book into your hands. Get this book, read it, then get it into someone else's hands. It's that important. Amen. In fact, Order two or three copies and be a distribution point for the Lord, for those closest to you. Glory to God. Go down the show notes. Click the links right there, right now. David, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and have you on the program. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on and discuss your latest book, What the Bible Has to Say About the USA. I do appreciate
2: your time today, man. No, well, Bob. Thank you so much for, for having me on. It's it's always good talking to you. It really is. Yeah, so you, you you give me latitude to fumble around, and wow
1: uh, <laughs> we fumble around together, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For David here and myself, this pastor the hour, you, be blessed in all that
2: you do.